Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm super excited for you all to take part in listening to this series that I did with an amazing friend of mine. I met her at a speaking engagement that we both did. Um, back in 2022, sometime I want to say it was in October and we met and I heard her story and I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. Her name is Chastity. And so Chastity and I are going to talk a lot about her mental health journey. And she is also a mental health practitioner or counselor. And so she has not only the background, uh, education wise in counseling, but she also has a ministry called boss up your faith where she helps basically just um, like come alongside women who are, you know, just wanting to grow in their faith, grow in the things of God and really, really just be there for them. And so she has an amazing community that you'll hear about on the podcast as well. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. So let's get into it. And this is part one of me and Chastity's interview. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. And y'all, I am super excited because I am back with another interview and I cannot wait for y'all to hear from my interviewee. I met her, actually did not even know we went to high school together. And then we ended up doing a speaking engagement together earlier this year. And it was so good. And I was like, oh, I have to have her on the podcast. And so she has some amazing, amazing stories she's going to tell and just an amazing testimony. She is also another fellow practitioner. She is a mental health counselor as well. So I am super excited to have someone here that can just share from a professional perspective as well as personally. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce Chastity. So say, hey, sis. Hey, sis. Thank you so, for having me. Yes, I'm so excited you're here. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Okay, well, my name is Chastity Bowers, and I am a mental health therapist that help try to um, help women by helping them transform their lives and shifting their mindset to boss up their faith. Um, besides being a mental health therapist, I am also the founder of a faith-based community called Boss Up Your Faith. And in this community, I am able to spread awareness to women by showing them how their faith can play a big um, involvement with their overall mental health, their level of faith. So um, in this community, I'm basically um, able to bring forth 
faith and mental wellness together hand in hand with women. I love that. You know, I'm all about, I'm all about the faith and mental health sis. So yes. I am so here for it. So how did you get started with that? Like, tell us a little bit about how you got started with Boss Up Your Faith. Well, um, basically it's just kind of like a, well, okay. There's two parts to Boss Up Your Faith, the name and the actual journey of starting this um, faith-based community for women. So I can, I start with far as the, the starting with building the community. So the community started with just my best friend and I, uh, Ebony. Uh, we've been best friends since high school. And so we used to get on the phone in the morning before work every morning and just vent, complain, you know, discuss love life, these kids, you know, at the time we were both single. So we discussed the baby daddy drama. We discussed it, everything. So one time we decided to get off the phone. I'm like, girl, let's, let's pray before we get off this phone because we, we, this morning we talked about some heavy stuff. So I just like, I want to steal it with prayer. And that kind of started the journey with two. And now we have on our Facebook group, we got over like a hundred plus women in that community. And on our group meet app, um, where we get a little more intimate with our community members, because we talk, they talk about grief. Oh, my, you know, my mom's in the hospital. My, my dad just passed away. My brother, you know, got shot. My sister on drugs. Like they're just in the uh, group meet app. The women are just pouring in what's going on with them. Uh, I'm depressed. I'm feeling anxiety. Oh my God. I feel like I just had a a panic attack y'all, you know, and we're like praying. We're like giving them resources to reach out to. They're connecting with other sisters in the community. Oh my God, I've been through this as well. I've been through this. And it's just beautiful to see how my best friend and I basically just come together in 2017, praying together about our issues, not knowing that God was going to lead us to also bring other women into what we were doing as well. So I love that because I think that there's oftentimes not a lot of discussion in the mental health space a lot too. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we talk about it, but especially just it be actually being done around the vulnerability Mm -hmm. and community at the same time. I think we talk about, okay, be vulnerable, but being vulnerable with others around what you're experiencing yeah. and what you're having to go through in a mental health mm-hmm. crisis or just in general. Cause we, I think, I think especially now most people are a lot, we're a lot more vulnerable than we probably have been maybe in the past. I, I can't even think of maybe mm-hmm. 10 years ago, people being mm-hmm. this level of transparent, but to talk about a lot of the things that we have all gone through and shared especially doing that community is super powerful because that's not often done. No, no at all. Um, it, it, what you're saying just makes me think about one time when we, cause we get together three days a week on, um, for prayer at 7 a.m. Central. And one of the, one of our sisters, you know, we call it each other sisters cause we are family. And she was like, before, you know, I always open up the the ladies to share any prayer requests or testimonies and she would just she well, which was unexpected like you said you're not used to especially black women come together talk about our problems and issues because first thing we say I don't know you uh what you know I don't know you like that but she was she just was like y'all I'm dealing with something heavy I was triggered the other day with some things that I didn't know that I've been through as a child until that person came into my life again and then I started to realize that I was molested 
And she like, I just need y'all to pray with me through this because I don't know what to do with this right now. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, I think you and I understand that as practitioners, just like the level of uh, lack of awareness that you don't even mm-hmm. really know. Mm-hmm. And then I think when, when people hear the word trauma, mm-hmm. they may associate it with something that could be very huge. And then, of course, that situation is extremely traumatic. Mm-hmm. Just I think in natural way, we avoid and don't talk about it and we don't know what we're feeling when it comes up and to be able to have a safe space to like Mm -hmm. share that is phenomenal, but also to be have to, to be able to have a safe space in the faith part, because the faith part, there's not a lot of spaces where you Mm -hmm. can feel like you can go to, to share that level of something that's happened. No. And be able to be met with compassion and love. Yes. I was, I cannot think of her name, but I know it was on uh, my coach Patrice Washington podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the women was on there that she was interviewing. She was speaking of her experience of being a first lady and she could not run away from her childhood trauma no more. She was dealing with it. And they want her to shut up about it. It had to do with sex trafficking. She was sex trafficked by her mother. And they didn't want her to talk about it in the pool pits. They didn't want her to discuss her yeah. testimonies with the other ladies. Yeah. And this was in the church, you know, dealing with faith, dealing with she's she's processing what happened to her. And yet the people in the church are telling her to shh, don't talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And so why do you think, and I and I and I know my perspective, but I definitely want to hear yours. Why do you think that? the shutdown happens or the, the shutdown happens or just the, the lack of, and this may not be for every face space because I think mm-hmm. there's been more of a shift in the last couple of years, especially oh, yeah. with the pandemic, the pandemic forced everybody to essentially address these things because mm-hmm. we we're seeing a lot yeah. of everyone was having to address their own trauma so why do you think the shutdown happens and or oftentimes people can feel fearful to share those mm-hmm. things in faith communities mm-hmm. and be met with love? But why do you think that the shutdown or like the close off or like don't share this happens? Right. I think a lot of that have to do with the shame or guilt of those that haven't been through processing their own trauma, you know, uh, And just speaking of of that lady uh, story, you know, she was a first lady. Her husband did not want that type of of light to be held on his wife. You know, she went through something like that. You know, we got to have this image of being perfect. God has made us into these human beings to be in leaders. And we, you know, we're healing and we're praying and we we got these titles. So, oh, no, don't open up our closet. What we've been through, the childhood trauma, the molestation, you know, the insecurities, the suicidal ideations, the drugs, the addiction. Let's not talk about that. We want people to see us being clean, you know, and people that haven't been able to conquer and to stop running away from what they have been through, you know, putting their, they still got their own hand behind their back, kind of like, you know, the woman that they were trying to bring forth to throw stones at her. And Jesus like, hold up. <laughs> Which one of y'all that haven't been in this same predicament, they haven't been, you know, haven't seen yourself, you throw the first stone at her. But unless you, you know, y'all can do that, you need to walk away. Let her deal with this. 
Yeah. Let me work on her with this yeah. instead yeah. of trying to ridicule her and kill her and make her feel shameful and bad. Yeah. When y'all are part of the issue or why she feeling like this. Yeah, yeah. And I think in my perspective, I think that there, I heard this from a conversation I had with um, another amazing counselor before and she kind of said and it just hit me she said that it would require a lot of humility yeah and it requires you to be humble to hear somebody else Mm. additionally I think that it there's just a lack of in in general and I think this in general I have a high this is a high belief of mine that we aren't super authentic and vulnerable with God. Amen. Let alone ourselves. Okay. And you can't be vulnerable with yourself or you can't be vulnerable with God if you're not even vulnerable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think because we've also, as African-Americans, and I can speak from this for as a black woman, most of the clients that I see in my private practice have never been given the tools of emotional identification emotional awareness, emotional Mm-mm. intelligence. And so there's a high level, especially in our community of avoidance of if I avoid this, this will go away. And Mm-mm. if I don't address this, this means that it didn't happen, but that does it, but trauma and or anything that isn't addressed is going to manifest and it's going to manifest in a way you may not even recognize or in a way you do recognize, but you don't want to address it because it's extremely uncomfortable because addressing mm-hmm. trauma is uncomfortable. And yeah. I even said this earlier to somebody when I was talking about my testimony, um, like early, I, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, earlier mm-hmm. this year. And I think my relationship with God has shifted so much this year. And I got to see the grace of God. Mm-hmm. that my sin before him I was like I don't even like who I am in front of you right now mm-hmm. and what God had to really show me is like sin is ugly and if you mm-hmm. don't allow me to be able to see you this raw don't have an expectation that you that lets you know that I can take it I can mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. the ugliest parts of you I mm-hmm. mean chastity bad mouth and come into prayer like god this is just not it and i'm talking to you like i'm giving y'all sensory version like i love it like coming to him like this is not happening yeah and i can't take it and if this don't get done i am even through i i am done and i think no one talks about how vulnerable you have to be but we feel ashamed about that with God. But honestly, God met me and made me see I can take all of that. Girl, you got me excited. Because because I think I think we don't think we we think that when we're in a mental health crisis or not mm-hmm. even a mental health crisis, but just going through because life, mm-hmm. life and disappointment is real. Yes, it that is. God can't handle it. So I think the shutdown comes from the fact that we aren't vulnerable mm-hmm. at girl listen that that's our motto which was brought forth by ebony my best friend we coming to god naked and unashamed naked bare she said we were born in this world naked i want you i want you to explain what that looks like because i think 
I think there can be a lot of uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. And then I also think on the other side of it too, just because you're struggling with your mental health doesn't mean you're not spiritually right. or that you're a bad person or that God, you're not good enough. And I think there can often be a correlation with thinking that if I'm if I'm this vulnerable, will God mm-hmm. still accept me? So like talk mm-hmm. about that naked and unashamed. So that's one thing about our community is that we are raw and transparent. Like we come to God in a whole new way. Like from my background story, it's a little bit different from Ebony, which I still love our power duo. Like I was like really raised in the church. Like granddaddy used to have a church, you know, he got tight connections with a lot of big names, you know, in uh, Memphis, you know, in the faith-based community, uh, grandma was motherboard I'm going to every Bible study every vacation like I was that kid you know but I had to like go through my own moments to find out who God was for me not who he was through the eyes of my family members and so that meant for God to break me down to the core okay I like I tell the women like you want to get to know your spouse, your significant others, like you want to get to know your children, you got to spend time with them and you have to be true and real. You can't put on this mask. Like God gave you those feelings of anger and emotion. Like he owns all your emotions. So give it back to him. I'm pretty sure when you was having your moment, Rosalind, and you like, look, I bet God was like, yeah, come on. Come on, this is what I've been Me, waiting on. I was, now she, she coming with it now, girl. y'all angels ahead. But I, she but I think also the uh, on the other hand, I was mm-hmm. significantly like I went through about a depression this year mm-hmm. when I found out I was pregnant because all the worries and concerns I had around mm-hmm. it was like disappointment. Like I'm like right. God, I don't have things set up, mm-hmm. and I remember, and I think, and I would love for you to talk about this, but just like when you're disappointed, it impacts your trust with God. It impacts the way you interact with him. And my disappointment was just around a lot of stuff that really he had to show me, like, you don't have control over this and you need to trust me. And so I think, you know, I think for people sometimes that like trust around grief, when you've experienced a significant traumatic loss, Mm -hmm. trust around losing a job or financial struggles, Mm -hmm. that is extremely overwhelming. And so, like, how do we get to a place of just being open and transparent in our faith, but also mm-hmm. within our mental health as well? Sometimes when we're dealing with new situations and how we're, we're dealing with them, that seed of doubt and fear have already been there. It's already been planted there. And just like you said, there are parts of us that we don't want to give to God because we just feel like it's not either all that important or we kind of embarrassed about it or shameful about it. Or when we think about it, we get nervous and we just want to put it back in the closet because we don't like the way it makes us, us feel. But God is like, I need to deal with every area with you. So if you're going to continue to ignore this thing like it does not exist, then we're going to have to play it in a different type of gameplay where you don't have a choice but to face it. You don't have a choice but to deal with it because where I am taking you, you got to deal with that thing. Yeah. So talk about you. Yeah. So talk about a story for you where you were having to be met with that. And it changed kind of your perspective of God, because I think that is not always Mm -hmm. talked about. 
So just like you had mentioned that you had, you know, your season episodes of dealing with depression, that's, I had to deal with the same thing. And so just like I was saying, sometimes God will bring other things up or not even God bring it up. Sometimes we'll find ourselves in situations where things are coming up. It's like what they say, it's the same devil with a new face. So it's about in 2019, I was dealing with depression uh, while I was still working on my government job. And at that time, it was getting so rough for me that, oh, girl, I was just thinking about it. I was tired of being sick and tired. I, I couldn't function as a mom. I was a single mom at the time. I couldn't like do what I need to do for my son because I was just feeling so out of it and and just like oh life was moving so slow around me I was moving so slow in life and at that time you know I didn't know that I was dealing with depression but I was a high functioning you know woman dealing with depression because I was still going to work still making my money doing what I need to do taking my son to school doing all those things that's needed of me but I wasn't I wasn't my true self. I wasn't functioning to my normal abilities of how I usually function in life, socially, occupationally, all those different types of things. So I was just, I was just sitting at my desk and I couldn't check no email. I didn't feel like checking no emails. I'd be like, what time? I just sit at my desk and I literally didn't do nothing the whole day. I don't work there no more, so I ain't scared. <laughs> I just sit at my desk the whole day. I couldn't do anything. I just girl, but sometimes you're so mentally checked out. <laughs> And you don't know why that you just have to. I just, I couldn't do nothing. So, and, and, and let me tell you, I was working at a prison, feeling like a prisoner in my own body. And I was in grad school at this time, getting my second master's degree in mental health at this time. So I'm like gaining the knowledge and tools and education, how to help other people. But at the time, I didn't even know how to like to help myself. And I still had, you know, this, I'm a woman of faith. I'm trying to encourage other women. You know, I have this faith-based community and I would like pour it into other women in the morning, but I felt like no one was pouring into my cup. You know, it's like how they say, the, you know, check on that strong friend, you know, and I'm dealing with all of these things and I'm just carrying this overload bag. It wasn't just the job or where I was feeling purposeless that was making me feel this way, but it was issue, that doubt and fear, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going back to school. I'm about to change my career. I'm majoring in something way different. I'm pushing 30. Who do I think I am for to start over my career? I got this secure job with all these benefits, but I know there's more for, like, that's what the conversation I'm having in my head. That but, part, girl. It, okay, I'm gonna pause you because I think okay. we don't even go into detail around Sometimes even the mental <laughs> woe mm-hmm. of there is more inside of me that I ain't tapped into. And I know God is pushing me towards it, but I still got all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And almost like your the trauma that we haven't addressed is convoluted in that. And you're trying to piece through mm-hmm. the vision God gives you while also trying to figure out what's, what mm-hmm. is going on with you. Yep. And that is so overwhelming. It is. It is. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So, so how did you get through that? Ooh, 
okay. So at this point, I'm like, I know something not right with me. I need to go to, I'm like crying. I can't, I had to go to the bathroom so many times at work just to hide my tears from people. Cause you know, I'm trying to be chastity and, you know, try to put on this happy face. Hi, how you doing? You know, how are the kids? How the you know, but on the inside, I'm like, Ugh, I hate it here. God, just come back. Come back. I'm ready to go. You know? So I'm like, girl, look, we need some help because this people around you start to notice that you're not yourself anymore. I'm, I'm noticing I'm not myself anymore. I need some help. So I finally was able to just run towards freedom, which was not easy. All I had was a mustard seed of faith, you know, but I'm like, okay, this black woman that's going to school for mental health, I got to seek counseling myself and bite that ego, you know, I'm strong, I can handle this, I'm here to serve and help others, take that superwoman cape off, and like, girl, I need to, I need counseling myself, <laughs> and so that's where it started for me, well, well, first I went to my medical physician, just to make sure nothing was going on with me, um, with my overall physical health, make sure I'm good on that. And then, you know, she did an assessment on me. She like, yeah, you know, it, it does seem like you're dealing with, you know, some severe depression here. So I do recommend you go ahead and, and speak to a, a mental health professional. So that's when I went to step two and I actually went and, and found a, a therapist. And in therapy, it was most definitely what I needed because just like we were saying, we may look like, look at our current issues and think it's the reason we, we're going through what we're going through. But it's actually that doubt and fear, you know, it may look like I'm dealing with doubt and fear and insecurities by pushing 30 at this time, going back to school, getting another degree, like, God, I got enough to monitors on, you know, degrees on this to monitor, Lord have mercy. But I know I'm feeling unfulfilled. I know there's more for me. I'm not really getting what I need, what I'm doing now. And I have those insecurities. Am I good enough? What if something like, do, am I sure I want to leave this comfortable situation I'm in? But that was also, <clears throat> which I realized in therapy, that doubt and fear did not happen by me working 2019 my government job. That doubt and fear was still that, that 18 year old Chastity in high school, finding out she's pregnant, not knowing what the heck, okay, what the H E double hockey skits, ho hockey sticks I'm about to do with my life with a baby. I'm still the baby of the family. <laughs> so <clears throat> those insecurities that I that I carry in the shame and embarrassment of being a high school, you know, um, student that's being pregnant in my senior year of high school, you know, I still didn't deal with that. Those little seeds of trauma that I dealt with with that. And basically those insecurities and other insecurities that I have put in my bag and never dealt with through life got to a point where it was like busting open. And in 2019, it was like, girl, you need to go and get this thing up off of you and release. And I think that's the part that I'm so glad you said that. I think that's the part that is the issue that comes up often is that the patterns of even if I just say trauma, but negative talk to yourself, judgment on mm -hmm. yourself, we create these scenarios in our mind of who we think we should be. Mm -hmm. Um when situations happen and <clears throat> especially like if you're dealing with grief, your only person that you could share your share when you're having a hard time with is gone 
what are you left with and this gap and just like all these different things that come up in our lives don't we don't really know that they become patterns of consistent overwhelm or things that we or may not see like you didn't know that at 18 so it's manifesting in 2019 is yeah what am I trying, like, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to prove? Like, cause at 18, having a kid, you're like, mm-hmm. I need to prove to the world that I can handle all of this. But that, that mirror, that mask of like, I can't prove nothing to nobody because I can't prove nothing to myself. <laughs> it's like coming up yeah. and it gets convoluted into the things that, especially if you are a believer and you have a relationship with God, Mm-hmm. it gets convoluted into the things that he pushes us towards mm-hmm. and then god is like i can handle that but you're like i don't even know how to get i don't even know where this is coming up it's like yeah. i don't even know what to pray i don't know what sermon to look up on youtube mm-hmm. i don't know who to ask for help because i am over here drowning in mm-hmm. i don't know and so mm-hmm. seeking like like you said seeking the help gave you the opportunity to just like say I don't really know what's going on but I need to start taking Mm -hmm. this mask off everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.